Welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, another returning uh, guest, Johan Eriksson, from outside of Toronto, Bramford, Ontario, right? Uh, No, my team is in Bradford, but I am usually in Muskoka. Muskoka! Half north of Toronto, That that's that's all correct. <laughs> all right, welcome again to the uh, podcast. Uh, the I think you were the first or second guest that we first recorded. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Yeah. Uh, bef- let's get a weather update from Muskoka, Canada. Which is on the Canadian US border, right? Uh close enough. Yeah. Close it, what could it be? Maybe three, four hours. So it's it's close enough. Yeah. What's the weather up there? Oh, it's I'm not there right now. I'm actually in Ottawa. Uh and in Ottawa right now it's cold. This <laughs> <laughs> night it was uh it was minus thirty one, but they said that it felt like minus fifty because of the winds. Okay, so that's what that's why I was a little bit confused when you when you said it was that cold in outside of Toronto, and I thought, wow, that's strange. Yeah, almost that cold in Muskoka as well. So my um, the the Rattlers were actually going to play in Muskoka Friday. They okay. were going to play field Friday, and the uh, um, the the mo- uh, highway was, was closed down because of the cold and the weather. So the game was canceled. So it was cold in Muskoka as well. Uh, I, I was just not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for those who didn't listen to um, the first time we talked, give a little bit of background. And and I and I want to give a little bit uh, of the three different areas that you work in. Yeah. And and then I really want to – the main topic, the reason I want to have you back is to get a little bit more kind of – we're doing this a little series now of – I'm a Swedish junior hockey player, either an 03 birth year that is getting ready to finish up my eligibility for J20, or I'm an 04, I've got another year, or I'm an 05, and I'm just moving into J20 in Sweden, and I'm starting to think about maybe North America, either in the US or Canada, is a good alternative for one reason or another. So that's kind of what I want to talk about for for, for the majority of the time, but Give everybody a little bit because I know you work for Avenue Sports Management. Start yeah. there. What what's that all about? So yeah, Avenue is a is an agency here in in uh, Ontario. We're based in Ontario, but we have people everywhere. Uh, work the entire map, but mainly so here right now. Uh, and it, we are four people uh, as of right now. Uh, it's me and then. Um, one of my partners there, Paige Dixon, who is uh, one of the bigger girl agents actually here, for have a ton of NCAA D1 players, uh, or the players are just heading up that route. Uh, so she's been awesome. And then my boss, uh, Errol McDonald, is also like this good guy, was a player before, and he's also an NHL agent, actually. So he's working also with the O2K in, in the U.S., which is an NHL agency. They have, I think, fif- between 50 and 55 
clients there. So he he owns the avenue where I work, and then he also is part of the both. So he's the connection there. Um, so I have my own clients, and I also scout for for new ones for them and whatever else I can help with. Um, and then, except from that, I'm also with the Bradford Rattlers. Um, left my former team, the the Niagara Predators, after last season, and then went on to to the Rattlers. Um, tons of reasons why I, I think their organization is uh, one of the best junior organization within Canada. Actually, even if the league may not be, the team would be. That that's where I'm at with all that. Just be, just based on on um, past years where they can get their players. Um, and, and that's what, it, that's in I, the. In the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League, go go JHL, right? Yeah, no, no. So the Rattlers is uh, is uh, Greater Metropolitan Hockey League, right? So it's the top team there. Um, GMHL. Yes, that's where it is. Yeah, but th- yeah, that so yeah, no, that that team is going into playoffs really soon, and um, they have played thirty eight games. They have thirty five. Wins one loss, two overtimes. I think, yeah, it's going pretty good for them. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and of course, we just uh, recorded an episode with Jakob Rodin, who's one of your players, uh, that will be released before this one. So everybody should have a good kind of dose of a little bit about the about the team and yeah. the league. Uh, but we'll talk more about that as well, and then. Yeah. And what's puck support? What's puck support? Yeah, so puck support is actually where I live in in Muskoka. Uh, it's it's a hockey house. Uh, I live with my former billet coordinator from my first team here. She's actually she's she's so cool. <laughs> her her uncle is Harry Sinden, who has been on the Boston Bruin payroll since the nineteen sixty three. I think he's been head coach and GM and president. He's now over ninety and he's still on the payroll. Uh, so like that's that's pretty that's she's cool uh and also there lives my best friend brady lieb although he's a former former professional hockey player um was signed to play with tampa in the nhl actually um he got injuries uh, doctors gave him painkillers he actually ended up living on the streets and lived um also ended up in jail for a certain amount of years now between three and four years ago, he started something called Puck Support, who is, is there to ignite change to, within the mental health and addiction, especially in hockey, but in, in society in big. So we're right now putting together um, a lot of information that's going up on the website. Uh, we already have it counted as a non-benefit organization. We want to get it one step more. And we even have our clothing line out, out of the basement. <laughs> so we fold and we press and we we ship it out of there. Awesome. So yeah, no. So that's that's like my three big ones that I do, and then I'll do whatever I do because it's yeah. fun. <clears throat> so and and I think it'd be so. It's great to be able to have that as kind of contextual basis for the conversation to be. So let's get into it from the standpoint of, all right, I'm a Swedish hockey player. Let's let's start with the with the male. Uh, uh, because I'm 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 interested too. I mean, I have a renewed focus after my conversation with Oscar Asenfeld about, you know, they're starting a junior league in 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 Sweden for for women, and how do you build that? And 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 one of the things I I, I asked him was, 
you know, is going to, is it good for the SHL, SDHL for, for the females that are finished with hockey gymnasium instead of going up as an 18, 19 year old and playing the SDHL, maybe I should be now playing collegiate as a, as a girl. So be great. Maybe Paige should be a, a guest on the podcast. Yeah, you know. they should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because no, he, Oscar sure. basically said, yes, I see them more as a partner, but also because they know that, that they need players um, and they need players to get better and better. And then when they're done with college, then maybe they'll come back and play SDHL um, yeah. and so on. But let's start with the males. I'm a 03, meaning I am 19 turning 20. Yeah. And I'm playing J20 National in Sweden. And which means I'm going to be sitting here and I've got two, maybe two more months of the season. And negotiations are already happening. Maybe I have an agent. Maybe I don't have an agent. Yeah. But I'm not one of these guys that are drafted. I'm on a good team or, or I'm on a bad team, but I'm not getting, I'm not gotten the sniff at the SHL level or all sons gun. And the phone isn't ringing for SHL or all sons gun teams looking for me to come play there next year. Yeah. Could have been, I had an injury or it could have been that, you know, I'm a good player, but I'm not on the draft boards. And it, when we count how many teams in the, in the national 20 teams, no, no, six, 16, maybe whatever. Mm -hmm. In, in J20 national is just, you know, there's a lot of players and there's a lot more players than there are, than there are teams looking for, SHL Allsvenskan spots for next year. So, um, you know, the, 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 the offers that I'm having is I've got three or four or five division one and division two men's semi-pro uh, teams that are, that are wanting me, but not a whole lot of money, maybe no money. Mainly no money. I, Mainly I no money. I may yeah. get housing or, you know. Yeah. Why should I be looking at North America? And what should I be looking at in North America? Let's start there. Okay. So like all three, so four, so fives who's played in Sweden need a change for whatever reason. The first question I would have for them is what, what, what do they want further down the line? What do they, what, what is their goal with not only their hockey career, but, life as a whole uh if if schooling over here is something that they have an interest in for it for example they almost got to be over here to play right so for say an 03 who is played in in junior 20 national and he is he is up there even junior 20 region if it's a top guy they can reach the the north american hockey league like that the null for example from the null there, it's a fairly easy access to NCAA Div 1 because that, that is one of the grew grounds for that league, right? That's how that's the U.S. system of everything. The USHL, the NAL, the NCDC, it's all so that, that those guys are going not to go to the CHL in, in Canada, but move up to the NCAA level. Yep. Um, but there is so much more than, than just NCAA Division 1. 
people don't think about. You have an NCAA Division three. You have an ACHA Div one to Div three, and you have even in in Canada, you have U Sport, which NCAA Division one level hockey. So, like, you have so many different routes that you can uh, that you can go. But I, I'd say for these guys, if you are good enough to play in the top leagues over here as a junior, that is the best thing you can do. If schooling and and university and all of that is your goal. That's the best thing you can do. So, so let's say, not to burst bubbles, but but let's say now I had I went through hockey gymnasium, yeah, and I took carpentry, yeah. I kind of went the route of high school with a, I got my diploma, but my degree was really in, in a in a trade, yeah. I I, I did the plumbing, I did electrical, I did. Uh, you know, HVAC, or I did, you know, more of the trade side. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, you, you know, that you can't go to college after that, but I really haven't been focused on it. Mm. Right. I could still, because I'm now older and I can resaddle and say, I can that's, still be in college. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things they can also do during your year, say that you do end up playing one year in, in the NAL. Like all these teams and schools, they have their programs where they can, like, that's one of the things. Yeah, it's not only that they want you in the null before you go NCAA, because even Swedes who commits to play Division One hockey is usually placed for a year in the null before that, just to acclimatize, just to get used to the smaller rink, because it is, it's a big difference. And it's a big difference in the game compared to Swedish junior hockey. You know that, Jakob, yeah. as well as I do. So it takes it takes some time, but that's also a good time if you do need more help with school. That's that's the time you can do it. But also when when you look at school and where where to go, yeah, like a good student wouldn't be able to take anything or would get anything from say a, a elite school, say Harvard or your Yale. It wouldn't happen. But then the lower schools, they don't really care as much about the schooling part so like it all depends on on the school on the program how hard they are Uh, and of course yeah so let's do the um the 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 because i was there when i was uh i came over as an exchange student in 1993 i'm aging myself a little bit here yeah and and i actually went i didn't play hockey i was uh, at the time and i and i my way of paying for for college was to play football. Really? And, and yeah. But mine was not soccer. It was yeah. American football. And yeah. and so I ran into this, okay, you have to score at least 600 on the SATs. This was it's changed the 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 the, the SAT scores or the ACT scores yeah. has changed a little bit. We talk actually me and Jacob Rodin was talking a little bit about it uh as well. And then I had to take the TOEFL uh, which is a which is a placement test for English proficiency, yeah. And that's all I thought that I needed. And then I went to play football. I went to East Tennessee State, and we went to camp. I was what was called a preferred walk on. Didn't have a scholarship, but I was that was my plan as earn a scholarship. And uh, back then it was called NC. It was a one double A, yeah. Uh, NC double A, which is now F. FCS, uh, and this thing came up called the NCAA Clearinghouse. 
And they asked me, where's your paperwork for the NCAA clearinghouse? And I said, what's that? <laughs> and I'm at, I'm at camp. And, and I didn't, I didn't know that I needed that step. So of course I was not eligible to play. And there, there went my dream of paying for college that way too. <laughs> yeah. So same thing goes for NCAA D1 and D3, you know, and I'm not sure about ACHA have different rules, but yeah. okay, I'm, I'm coming in. I have to show that I have the grades to get into school. I was accepted and people have to have the prerequisites. You have to take the SAT, ACT and TOEFL, yeah. but you also have to make sure, and this is what's really, really important is let's talk about the NCAA clearinghouse. They're going to check to make sure that you are still maintaining your amateur status. Yep. And if you don't file that paperwork, if you're not cleared with NCAA Clearinghouse, they're not going to allow you're you not, to play. No, then you're not playing. And there is there is a, there is a million ways to lose your eligibility too. Um, they have so many, so many rules, right? Like it's uh, that that's where it's like for me, who is fairly new working NCAA, it's amazing to have someone like. Page who's been doing it for a few years and knows like everything, so like that's it's a very big luxury for me. And it could be a, and and they don't really care how good you are, no, because they are not working for the school; they're working for the NCAA. And if you are not eligible, you're not eligible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if if I've had a professional contract, you're not eligible. If you get your sticks paid for every year by someone. You're not no longer an amateur. If you're not longer an amateur, you you can't play. Now you can actually have played games in the SHL and hockey Allsvenskan prior to playing NCAA, as long as you didn't play on a rookie contract or a contract where you got paid. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now let's say that's not an issue, and I am now. So realistically, let's take uh, USHL, United States Hockey League. Uh, the highest level of U.S. Uh, juniors. Yeah. If we did a a reverse engineering study in elite prospects and we look at where does the players come from from the, that are playing in the USHL, so yeah. let's let's take our favorite one, Dubuque Saints. Kalle Larson is the a Swede. Yeah. A yeah. Swede is the general manager for Dubuque. And and uh, I had this conversation with some guys before on a different podcast, and we were talking about the guys that he's recruiting to play in Dubuque are uh, pretty impressive resumes. Yep. Not J20 region. No. J20 like, national, and not just J20 national. Pro team uh, say Samuel Sjölund when he went there he was already drafted Dallas fourth round like you know the gap players was already NHL drafted so so those guys that are coming to play and play for Dubuque and the USHL they're already in talks with the NCAA D1 teams I, I'd say some of them have probably already committed 
before they even play the season in, in the USHL. Some of them may just go USHL and actually doesn't have an intent to, to go NCAA later. They want to do one or two years in the USHL and then see if they can go play pro. And from yeah. USA can go play pro. <laughs> yeah. Like a camp in the coast, maybe if, if you've been real good, maybe even a, ca- um, a camp in the American League. Like it's, it's doable because it's that good hockey. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what, what their model is, of course, you know, he's bringing in last. So he's, it's going to be interesting to see what comes this year. But I, I would, the model, if you follow his, his strategy is, Last year, people that have exhausted their eligibility in J20 in Sweden, and then they come and they still got one more year of eligibility in, in the U.S. And and he's getting, and, 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 the, and, and the path is finish J20 National and then go in USHL, and then yeah. you go straight into D1 NCAA, which, yeah. which has been kind of the path. And then he comes in with another four guys, because he's restricted with with the import yeah. slots. Yeah. But but he'd have all of his like he, he knows in in advance who he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um but let's say and USHL is not just Dubuque Saints. It, it, it they are chock full of of that caliber players. Yeah. And yeah. and you, you know, it's not uh, that that's a that's another level that that's draft picks d1 commits if yeah. you look at the rosters very most of the people playing ushl are, are are d1 commits already yeah i'd say like in in general probably three to six guys in any team will end up playing nhl games yeah like that's how good it is yeah <laughs> and i would encourage any listener to just go to um uh just go to the the USHL teams and then look at both on Instagram and and you see the the rosters that they post and they and you see which ones are draft picks, which yeah. ones are commits, and it's it's all of them. It's not just the top teams. Yeah, like what round they are drafted. Like you you'll find first rounders playing there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all right, but let's say I'm not playing on the Swedish national team because the the, the the choice that the guy on the Swedish national team has is that they are also getting looks and 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 negotiations with Allsvenskan and and SHL teams. But now I'm the other guy that is at the bottom. Maybe I'm up and down. You know, I'm, I'm, I played on the national team. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got 40 games in the. I'm not the national team, the J20 national. Um, but I'm not getting those. You know, so North American Hockey League is still a very, very good league. Yeah. Would is. you say? Would you say that North American Hockey League is a step up from J20 national, or is it a? Is it just that it's older player it's it's okay so i wouldn't say that the level necessarily is higher but it is different hockey it's it's a smaller ice it's far more physical and and over here you call it like it's you play against men if you play play against men like a guy who is say under 
190 uh, and it's going to be out there, it's not going to weigh enough. <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's that like w- how they count it. It's no, it, it is good level, but skill wise and, and all of that, I'd say Sweden is Sweden national is at least there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's the advantage of North American Hockey League is that for juniors, you don't have to pay. Yeah, that's true. In in the null, the only thing you would have to pay for is your uh, billet. Okay. That, that's what you have to pay for around $450-$500 a month. But that includes your housing. That includes all the food. It includes Wi-Fi. It's literally exactly what you would cost at home. Yeah. Like they don't, the family don't make money, but you get everything you need. I would so. say if you're a billet family and you've got a 19-year-old Swede that comes over, yeah. they will eat more than $450 a month in food. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. They, so they it's will a good deal. More. So, yeah. yeah. But that that's that's just, uh, that's how they do it these days. Like COVID was rough for everyone. Yeah. But, yeah. but you do get equipment, right? I think you get sticks. Yeah. Sticks, uh, that that's not skates, no, and not helmet. Uh, helmet, you can't, right? Like, it's a um, insurance issue, yeah. You got own, (laughs) yeah. So, if you have a UFA VM helmet, you can bring it. Nah, I doubt it. (laughs) Okay, that was a side side joke here. All right. (laughs) But I think that the, the 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 opportunity there is is absolutely if you can get in and you can get an all spot, yeah, you know you that, got a pretty good shot at making a D one D one something in D one. Uh, if if you go over and you do it well, now if you're gonna go over and play in the null, you got to remember you only have four import spots a team. If you don't perform, they are gonna move you. Yeah, like you win and and think. That you can go in on one skate because you have some games in the SHL, for example. No, it doesn't work that way. Like it's by those four players that they can bring in from outside, they have to be first, second line. If it's a goalkeeper, you gotta be f- number one. Um, and that's that's just how it is. But like it's just that the players need to understand that before they um before they go. And will typically the team pay for the transfer fee? Depends, but more usually, yes, yeah. usually, but not always, not always. Yeah. So you may have a you may have a spot, but it yeah. all it's all negotiated, right? Like even some null teams, uh, I, I think this may be a teeny bit bullshit, but some null teams, you know, they do their own uh, teams in in Bean Town and like they they do all the Boston things uh, that like the Chowder Cup, right? Uh, yeah. And, they say that's the only place we, we pick our imports. So then you gotta go there and you gotta pay a bit to to play in the tournament, and then they may or may not take you. Yeah, you know, that they, they, there is other ways. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, other, yeah. So you just gotta know who who to uh, who to speak with. Yeah, and you gotta be careful a little bit. So <clears throat> so what's then the difference between North American Hockey League? Well, let's back up. USHL, and then you have in, in North in in US, and then on the Canadian side, the Tier One, of course, yeah. is going to be your WHL, Western Hockey League, OHL, Ontario Hockey yeah. League, and QMJHL, which is yeah. Quebec Major Juniors. Yeah. Those are, is what we call the the Major Juniors in Canada. 
Yeah, made the juniors, but actually not counted as junior. Because, you know, they get some pay to play there, right? So they're not no longer junior players. They're no longer amateurs, which is why if you play one game in the OHL, for example, you can never play NCAA. As of it is today. Uh, yes, as of it is today. And I know that there's a lot of discussions about, especially yeah. with the NIL money that some people get, yeah. and is that going to now make yeah. in majors? It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. With it that. is. It is, and it's so much other stuff that's happening within Hockey Canada and stuff. So there's quite a bit that's uh, up in the air that's over the next coming years is going to be really interesting. But I think it needs to happen for, for hockey too and have the roads just as easy access for players as possible so players actually end up playing the level they should be at. And and I think that if you are playing OHL, WHL, or the Q, uh now they have import rules that there's not a lot of Swedes that are are playing there from 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 Sweden. No, there's a few. There's a few. Uh, but the guys who are there are like so. If if you want to play, say in the QMEHL or the OHL, if you're not drafted to the NHL, you need to have been drafted in the import draft by the team in the OHL or Q or the Western Hockey League. Because if you're not, you can't play. Yeah, or you can only play there if they drafted you. Period. Yeah. And 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 that and and let's be frank, the people that are playing there from outside of Canada, or the Swedes that are playing there, are top top. Those guys are may go yeah. play in the NHL. Yeah, the, right. on so that, like they have three imports, right? Like those imports in in say the OHL, they have to be up there. Otherwise, they're not taking them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh I think uh oh Lexon player that uh, Barry Quist was playing in the OHL um yeah Axel Barryquist. Axel Barryquist. Um and then you had Oscar Ulaus on uh, was there last year in Barry. Uh the the Colorado prospect he went there from Hobie, Kutiet, yeah. I believe. Victor Rask played for Calgary Hitman before yeah. You know, he he chose to go there instead of playing in in Sweden. Yeah. Um, Lundeskog was over. Was the captain for Kitchener Rangers, for example. That's um, where that's where Badikvist was too. Kitchener, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. But what I want to get to is now more. You know, the 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 lower level because these guys that are the drafted guys, they, it's so much. But I'm not drafted. Yeah. What are the restrictions for? that second tier guy that is not drafted to play in the CJHL. Yeah. Canadian junior. So junior A. Yeah. So BCHL, AJHL, help me out. AJHL and then the Saskatchewan one, those fours. Yeah. SJHL. What are the, so what are the import rules there? Uh, they well, they can't use imports. That's <laughs> that's the rule. They cannot have imports at all. <laughs> so in in uh, in Canada, uh, in Canada, there is only actually a league uh, where we have the Raptors, uh, the yep. GMHL, who can use uh, imports. And those, that, are, that, which is a little bit of the opening for, because you are still considered. So what's the difference between? 
the GMHL and the AJHL? Well, so the AJHL is a junior A league in Alberta. Uh, extremely good hockey. Cale McCarr played in that league before he went to the NCAA. Like it's Brooks, you don't pay to play. It's it's good. That's probably not all level. I'd say it's probably the same level as the North American Hockey League. But anything under Hockey Canada, you cannot play with imports. There is there is one way around it, which is that if you have the money you can play over in Canada for two years and be here on a school visa and go to school. Uh, we have, we've had Swedes do that within the GTHL AAA system. We have quite a bit of Russians doing that right now. And after they do that for a certain amount of years, which is right now two years, they can actually get drafted into the OHL draft, but as a Canadian, which means they wouldn't take an import spot. And if you can do it that way, then yeah, you can play junior A, junior B like that in Canada. Right now, I have uh, Marek Pavlas, who is going. He's from uh, Czech Republic. He's going to to Guelph University, and he's playing for Caledonia Corvairs in the uh, GoJHL, which is really, really good junior B hockey. So, and he shouldn't be allowed to play there, but he goes to school. He's been here for over two years before, so now he can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and the level of play, there's a lot more teams than there are yeah. in the North American Hockey League. So there's that means that there's going to be a much more spread between the Brooks Bandits yeah. at the top and I don't know who the, you know another one of the teams uh, that may be at the bottom. Where yeah. if you look at the roster of if, of Brooks and you see. Uh, I think last year one of the guys from Brooks went to Michigan and yeah. played NCAA. Um, and um, you know, a North Carolina guy, Devin Phillips, went to Holy Cross, you know, after playing in 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 uh, Brooks. But but uh and the same thing with BCHL, very, very strong league that but it's but I want people to understand in Sweden, you can't just go in and say, Oh, well, I, I want to play there. It, your hands may be tied. You may be good enough to play in junior A, but there's restrictions that prevent you from doing it. Joko yeah. Prudin probably was good enough to play junior A in the AJHL. Yeah. Yeah, like just uh, level-wise, absolutely. He could win there. Same with uh, Jasper Eriksson or, or yes. probably, to be honest, three lines with the Rattlers could go in and play there straight away. Yeah. Um, honestly, <laughs> especially yeah. with the, the team is, uh, is a very, very good one. I usually say that name one junior a team within Canada or even North America, who every year sends players to NCAA, U sport, the null, the NCDC professional players in Europe or better leagues within North America. I'll wait. Yeah. Because Rattlers can do that every year, but yeah, but it's, not it's, every but not every team within that league because no. there's three divisions. So, no. and, and this is what I want to want to tell everybody: use elite prospects. Look at last year and the year before and the year before. Now there are some COVID, uh, you know, because of COVID. But 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 go back several years and then use the functions. You may have to pay for the elite prospects. Uh, tools to be able to do some of those, but it's 
it's cheap and it's worth it. It'll get the info you can still get pretty easy, uh, even on the free one. And and like that's what I tell families and players to do research and and how do you do research on on a good or junior organization? Well, in my opinion, it's not really about who's the winning most games on ice, but but who is advancing most guys to legitimate places. And I, yeah. I that's that's what they do really really well with the rattlers. Um, and a lot, a lot of teams do that well. If, if we're gonna be perfectly honest here, all right. Um, so, so, so let's talk about the next level. You have EHL, yeah, USPHL, and NA three. That's not next level. Come well, on, it's, it's next <laughs> level down, is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. and we're then, then I agree. <laughs> yes, I was so. But let's talk about that because there's a lot of those guys. Now, uh, well, before we get there, you have NCDC, which is not part of, is not uh, USA Hockey sanctioned. Probably have gotten a little bit less, it's gotten lower in the last couple of years. Yeah. Compared to where they used to be, but it's still considered tier two. It is. It is still you don't have to pay uh but in in okay so certain players and cdc do pay and also certain players that they bring in they bring them in on on a two-way deal right so like yeah you have one contract if you play ncdc but ncdc is owned by the usphl so every team has to they they can send players up and down to to the USP child, but then they have in the contract that the price might be eleven thousand USD to play. Yeah. So yeah, you get two, three games in NCDC, and then there is a ton of players who get sent down to the USP child, and then they have to pay a lot of money. But that so, would that wouldn't happen, would it, Yuan? That's happened more more <laughs> than I, I know. I know my fair share of my own players who's been there. <laughs> yeah, and I and I want to throw a word of caution. Yeah. With that, because if you read that contract, it is not a very. I've heard a lot of people who says, if you really knew what was in that contract, you would never sign it. No. But on the other hand, you know, you may not be. If if you are in that situation, it's probably because you don't have a North American Hockey League deal. Yeah. You don't have a, or you're not eligible to play in the in the Junior A and in, in for the AJHL or BCHL or the CCHL. Yeah. Or the SJHL. So now you're sitting there and you're and you get this offer and it says, Oh, you don't have to pay a thing, but, but you know, you know. So do your homework there too, because there's some that are doing the bait and switch game in that area. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yes. but if you did the reverse engineering, all right, so what? You're still playing juniors. What's yeah. bad about the USPHL? So I get sent down to USPHL Premier. Yeah. What's bad about that? Well, it depends. Is it uh, And I want to go to college. That you pay 11, 12, 13,000 US dollars then I wouldn't necessarily say that's a good deal. But and 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 how many of those kids actually go play college? Well, USPHL has advanced there, there quite a few too, especially like NCAA Div 3 and ACHA. But that those leagues you can get to from, from any of these leagues. Like that, <laughs> yeah. You don't need so, to go. Yeah, you don't. 
you don't need to go play USPHL to go play ACHA. No. Uh, D3, maybe a little bit different story, no. right? The, the only thing there is that most of the guys say looking to join the GMHL over the USPHL, they rather looking at going maybe professional next year because that's the main route from, from there. But if you actually look, <laughs> then like Rattlers had two NCAA Div 3 commits from last year. Um, and there, it, the only thing is that there isn't hasn't been a whole lot of players looking to play NCAA from going here. Like that's more U sport or yeah. HA Div 1, like certain programs there, very, very common. But the thing with, with NCAA Div 3 too is that, you know, you don't have your... Uh, lower lower paying like you don't have your um uh what's it called the um scholarships there so it's it's it is a full price right and like around thirty thousand usd for one year ncaa div three i ask you where, where can you go and play in europe after ncaa div three yeah you can go the same leagues as you can go from the gmhl or acha div one so like if you're gonna pay that it better be that you're there for school because the hockey is not, yeah, it's called NCAA. I don't rank it much higher than ACHA Div One for the top teams, at yeah. least. So, so I want to, I want to, I'm glad you mentioned that about. Okay, uh, I'm going to get a. How many of the players do you think that are playing NCAA D One gets a full ride? Oh, very few. Very few. Very very just... few. Fucking tops two per team, except for the the uh, elite schools like Harvard, Yale, Print. Like they don't even have those. Yeah, everyone full on 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 the Ivy League schools. They don't do it. <laughs> so, but for everyone else, you have two, three, sometimes four in the entire team. That's it. The rest pays, but you have up to eighteen scholarships. Right. So that can be you are covered to 90 percent. You're covering to 80. Maybe you only cover to 20 percent. So it's very different. Except for maybe Air Force and that that is D1. But there yeah. you don't have to sign the dotted line that you may have to go to the war uh, <laughs> or like Saudi Arabia. for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I get that. They get the perk for that, I bet. Yeah. But but I think that that's, you know, so if you look at like, why did some player go from d1 and then they end up going back to juniors or they may go from d1 and then they play d d3 or may go from d1 and go down to acha is that maybe they didn't get any playing time and yeah. they're still paying thirty thousand dollars us in per, per year and and they were really there for hockey that's yeah. a very expensive way of, of of spending and and what they don't realize is that if you if you're living in boston and yeah. and you go into this school, the housing is not cheap either. No. So, no. you know, the tuition may be one thing, and then you got the housing. So things to be really, really um, cognizant about and yeah. so on. So, um, all right, let's switch gears a little bit. As a scout, and you're negotiating, and also as a, as a player agent, but primarily as a scout now, so you mentioned, kind of alluded to, if you're if you're an, if you're talking to the GMs and the head coaches and the player development staff for the North American Hockey League, what are, what are you looking for? You know, because I'm a Swede now and I'm an O three and I want to play in the North American Hockey League. Sounds really really good. 
Yeah. So what is it that they're telling you that they want? Uh, well, first of all, uh, it's it's the skating. The skating part is very, very hugely important. Why is it hugely important? Well, all the professional hockey are going faster. That makes it that every NCAA school, that's what they're asking for. Before they ask anything else, how is the skating? How is the and, speed? Yeah, when, when you're saying then, because I hear it all the time, skating yeah. is so important. What are the two, three things of, if you break down the skating that they say, this is what I'm talking about? Edges. Edges, edges, edges. And top speed acceleration. But the edge work, for sure. And starting and stopping the ability, yeah. the ability yeah. to close the gap, the yeah, and the, like the, the technical aspect to to skating in general, like how how well educated are you now? Swedes are usually very well educated because you know they bring in uh, power skating coaches and stuff from from a young age to pretty much all the teams. Whereas but here I, you like find it more. <laughs> but I think in another part about that though is that they may be a little bit more of the smooth, yeah, longer term. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at the J20 game, it's 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 longer, it's it's bigger. When bigger you... eyes, bigger eyes, you know, like they of course it's it's a bit of a of a difference. Um, but then like they, they look on more than, than just the skating, of course. Character is one of them. Like how, how are you interacting with the refs? How are you interacting with your teammates, your, your own teammates, the player you play against? Like that kind of thing. Like how professionally do you act? That is one thing. The physical part in the null is huge. Of course, that's one thing. If, if they take a look at you and you're not big enough, they're not interested. Yeah. No, I think that that is. So you could be a really good player and you can have a lot of skill, yeah. but you may not, let's be a realistic. You may not get as many looks or the looks that you're getting may be. Um, so, so we have this, so I'm doing this project now that, you know, putting together some, so what are the things that they want to see? Because we had this conversation with Mike Bloom from the Lone Star Brahmas about, you know, yeah who's in the North American Hockey League, and he says, you know, they're not out there looking at your games right now. You're an 03 player. You may be playing J20 National or Region. They're not looking at your games because they don't know you exist. No. So what are your advice for that player to say, how do you get on their radar? Well, if you are in uh, in Sweden. And, 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 and they're not working with you on Ericsson and Avenue Sport. Network isn't the best, then then reach out to to a guy like me or talk to your coach. Does your coach know anyone who has contacts over there? The, the hockey world is huge. Uh, also, what 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 they scout with now, especially after um, after COVID, they they're really not out scouting much. They use Instat. Yeah, that's, that's what's being used right now because it saves so much time. It saves so much money, and all of the team can take a look. Shift by shift. They don't have to see the full games. But before they even... But here's the problem. They don't know that you're interested in going to the U.S., so they're not... So before they're going to... What's the interim step that you would say for get the an, first thing? Get an advisor. Okay. That That's... Or reach out to the teams. Make yourself uh, noticed. Some of them do have camps that are open even. You can go on that even if I don't think that's the best way to do it and because uh, i had this conversation with with mike and mike was like yeah, don't send me 
a 60 no. minute video. Mm -mm. They're not gonna, they're not gonna, and they don't have to send any videos because all these guys and all these teams, they have Insta. If they are interested in you, that's where they will look. If they have contacts on site in Sweden, yeah, maybe you will get scouted on site, but very seldomly. And like someone from the US is not gonna go over to Sweden. Yeah. That's just how it is. Like for the Rattlers, we had a scout from an all team. Um, two or three weeks ago looking at one, one of our guys for next season. But we're over here, right? Like, we're so close. Yeah. So very different. But I, I think that it's, a, you know, put together a simple, simple resume or as a curriculum vitae. And, and just to say that has your, you know, who you are, right? Make it easy for them. And maybe you make a 60-second little snippet. I wouldn't. And like, also like i wouldn't reach out to a coach like coaches get these messages from kids 40 50 times a day probably they probably won't even read it so you gotta have some way in yeah 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 and i think that that's the let's 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 correlate this with the business world you hear people saying, and I've had people guests on that, that were coming from the U.S. going to play in Sweden, and they said that they were sending out, you know, they were sending emails to everybody. The same yeah. thing happens to the U.S. If you're sending resumes to try to get a job, and you can send out a thousand resumes, and you don't, they're not, they don't look at those. They go through recruiters. Mm. They just like you guys look, go through scouts. They're going to go through the recruiters in business to see I've got this opening for this managerial position. You know, they may get resumes they're not going to look at. No. And I think that the, the important thing is get connected and know who to talk to, but also be realistic about. Yeah. And, and I think that the most important thing is that when is so if you're interested in going already start processing in your mind, well, what is it that I want to do? Do I want to go and have a year of fun and then go back? Which is okay. Which is okay. That's what one wants to do, right? And then schooling is, is for one. Or, or even professionally stay and play hereafter and no interest in school. We, I have, like, all of the Swedes I have here, they want some of each. <laughs> yes. And I think, isn't that what you first you probably do a little bit of an intake, so to speak. First thing you want to know is, well, okay, well, who are you and what what are your yeah. goals and what are your yeah. dreams and what yeah. do you want to do? It's like the old uh, Twisted Sister video that says, what do you want to do with your life? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yuan, it's, it's, uh, we could talk for hours, but I, I really, I really appreciate as we're having this, we're, we're, discussing back and forth navigating through it's a little bit complicated it is no of course it is but i think it's really a something that the swedish junior player should be looking at is maybe ask themselves like maybe that sounds like a pretty cool thing to do yeah. and 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 get educated on what does that look like Maybe look at each league and see who are the Swedish players are playing there now. Where did they come from? And 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 you know. to the Swedish players that are playing there. Like get get uh, get some information from like an actual uh, 
source. Like if you're interested coming over, playing for my team over here with the Rattlers, reach out to Jesper Eriksson, reach out to Rodin, uh, Arvid Malm, or, or whoever it, it may be, right? Like we, they're good people to talk to. So yeah. It, it, <laughs> and I think that the other thing is, I I know. So what's the best way for them to reach you? What's the easiest way? Social uh, media. Uh, social media under my name or even just uh, direct look up avenue sports management and contact them for any euro player that comes through avenue goes my way either way so it's um yeah it's easy easy check check me directly i'm have my phone 24 7 usually yeah 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 (laughs) even not right now but even the summertime even laying in the pool, yeah, with a cold beverage. I know that's the last time we went out talk. So yeah, oh, I always take the phone. You know, <laughs> even if it's vacay time. Yeah. All right, you want? We will. We will talk again. Uh, we got a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, good luck with puck support. It's exciting venture. I know that's close to your heart, and I know Bramford is ramping up now when this release is released which is going to probably be in four or five weeks yeah uh, it'll, yeah, it'll probably be uh the playoffs yeah. yeah so uh so that'll be fun to watch and uh and uh we'll talk again for sure sounds good buddy okay thanks for having me on thank you